for your great mercies, for your grace, for your healing, oh God, and your deliverance. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. I love you. Yes. can't do that early on in your experience in life. Amen. It's once you've lived a life for God, done your, your will for God, given all to the Lord, experienced all of the heavenly glories. Amen. But then to turn your back. And that's the blaspheme of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, uh, and folks, uh, just tell us as human beings, don't count people out. There's been a bunch of times I've counted folks out and said, truly, that one's blasphemed. There's no repentance. Just for God to come by and pull him out one more time. Have your Bibles turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. And uh, I didn't know what Brother Robert was teaching on this morning. Um, and... Uh, just mainly home crowd and appreciate Miss Dottie being with us and uh, enjoying it. I, I, I appreciate all these youngins being with us. I do. Amen. You may not think so, but I'm glad y'all are here. We want y'all to be here. Amen. God has got a future for you more than you could ever imagine. Greater than what you could imagine. God's got a future for you. Amen. And so we're wanting to help 
pass on the word of God to you. Amen. So that you might know Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, looking at Luke chapter 13, if you would drop down to verse 23. And we'll uh, take our text from there. Luke chapter 13 and verse 23. Then said one unto him, unto him Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and have shut the door, and ye begin to uh, stand without and to knock on that door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We've eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Then shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, uh, when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you for your presence that we've already felt. We thank you for the Holy Ghost meeting amongst us and helping and encouraging and lifting our hearts, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are our hope and our only hope in this world, not in the governments or the men of this world, but in you and you alone. We're looking unto you and we pray, Lord, that you would help us here this morning. Touch our hearts. Open our ears, our minds, our spirits, and our souls that the, we might receive the engrafted word that can only come from you. Touch us and anoint these feeble lips of clay, Lord, I pray. For truly, Lord, I want to be thy servant and I want to do your will. Help us, we pray, in your blessed and holy and wonderful and righteous name, that name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Here, there's quite a bit in this chapter, uh, chapter 13. Did not even realize it that I referred to this chapter uh, in my last message uh, when I talked about that uh, tower of Siloam which had fell and slew so many people and it said, think they were worse sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? Huh? Too many times we'll think, oh, they're worse. They deserve all of that. We got it right here amongst us. But still, back into our message this morning. Then said one unto the Lord, are there few that be saved? There's the question for our generation and for America today. Are there few that be saved? When we start talking about few and many, uh, we have to realize it's a proportion. I personally think that it has to do with a percentage. You know, how many of the whole will be saved? I'm not going to get in and try to define that. But uh, there's 300 million Americans in the country today. So if there's 10% of them that are genuine, true children of God, that'd be 30 million. That's still a lot, but that's only 10%. But if there be only 1% of the whole, that would be 3 million people spread across our country. I don't know what you consider few or little, uh, but here he said, Lord, are there few that be saved? Amen. 
So here is a, the answer from Jesus himself about how many will be saved. He said to strive to enter in at the straight gate. Notice this, this terminology, strive. Here, that word strive actually means to fight. Yes. Amen. And we're to fight to make it into that gate. And it's not going to be just a cakewalk. It's not going to be just an easy prancing into something. We will have to fight. There are many things that we have to fight against in this world. There is the opinion of other people. There is the temptations that we receive all the time through uh, whatever media we are looking at. But uh, we are to fight to enter into that straight day. Now, I don't know about you. How many has ever been at a store where they had a special opening time that you came into the store and, and uh, there were these special, really special, special discounts that you could get when you went in the door? Who's ever been to some of those? A few, not many. Let me tell you. Y'all ever heard of Dillard's Department Store down in Savannah, huh? They used to, they don't do it anymore by the way, they used to have this once a year sale and everything in the store was 65% off, but you still had to read the fine print because there was other things too. But by, by and large, 65% off. And it started at a particular time. And my wife and I, I'm afraid, we made it to a couple of those sales like that. We actually made one to a dealer's down in Jacksonville, I think it was, one time. We went in uh, when they had that. And so you could tell something was happening because at the doors of the dealer's was a crowd. At each set of the doors, there was probably 100, 150, maybe 200 people trying to get in. And when they opened the door, there was a push to get in. Now, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to push to get in, uh, you know. And so, but there were some that were just jostling and trying to fight to get in to get that sale, to get that deal that was there before them. Uh, I, there was... Uh, I can't remember exactly which time, but I remember picking something up and somebody liked that and that's what they were looking for and they snatched out of my hand. Yes. And then I remember going to the ladies' shoes apartment. Apparently ladies are a little more uncouth or whatever than men. But they had taken all these boxes and there was just piles of shoes. They tried on if it wasn't the right size instead of putting it back in the box and putting it where it should they just throw it down on the floor and it just created this pile and it was a mess. But I want to tell you something, folks. There's even a greater fight in trying to get into this way. To enter in at the straight gate. Not the crooked gate. I'm sorry, my mind's strange. I think a little bit about how many of y'all like pure water? Good water. No chlorine taste. Huh? No particulate in it. But pure and clean. And unfortunately, it's hard to get that through regular tap water and all that. And so at my house, we have gotten a, uh, 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 they call it an RO system or reverse osmosis system. And basically what that does is doing something similar to this right here. It has set up this straight gate. And only 99.9% .9 pure water can get through that little gate and come out on the other side. I don't know about you, but I want to get in the straight gate that the Lord set up. And to be able to get into that straight gate, we have got to be straight ourselves. Amen. And uh, it says here, Jesus says, For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. There's going to be a bunch of folks that are going to try to get in, but they'll not be able. 
They will not be able to pass through that straight gate. And uh, it says and talks right here, Jesus talking, I know this is going to be the way it is. When once the master of the house is risen up and have shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. I don't know about you, but I want the straight way. I want the narrow way. I want the way that accepts the Word of God instead of trying to explain it away. When the Word of God says that this is a, something is a sin, it's a sin. Uh, there are no such thing as Christian lies and uh, uh, sinner's lies. A lie is a lie. And even the littlest lie is the thing that could possibly keep us out of heaven. A lie. A sin. We think of sin so many times as being, you know, well, you hurt somebody. Or maybe you murdered somebody. I've talked to some men in the past that said that uh, uh, anybody who abuses a child or somebody like that, they could never get salvation. But that's not what the Bible says. But it is a sin. It is a sin. And uh, youngins, Youngins, did y'all know that it's a sin to disobey your parents? It is. You need to obey your parents. Amen. These are sins. These are things that if something comes about and you have to meet the Lord, in other words, if you die and you have to stand before God, you're going to have to make an accounting. You're going to have to be able to say, Lord, let me in. And He's going to give you one or two answers. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. Or He'll say, depart from me. I never knew whence ye are. I thought that was an interesting way of saying things. Whence. It means, it's an inter interrogatory or a questioning type of Greek word. And it, it basically is asking whence. It asked of what place? Where are you from? Where are you coming from? Huh? Thank the Lord. It doesn't matter where we live at in this world. That question right there is not talking about you can only be saved if you live in a certain neighborhood. But He's wanting to ask where are you living in your heart? Where are you living in your mind? How are you living? From whence the place? From who and from what country are you? Uh, from what type of person are you? Uh, it means originally from what is the source of you? Uh, who's your mama and who's your daddy? But it gets down even farther. Who are you? Who are you? Huh? Are you a hypocrite? Are you someone with a mask on? That during church and Sunday school and all that, you're always fine. But when you get home, Brother Robert really hit on it this morning from that watchman knee. Woo! He talked about it. He said, how are you at the house? Uh, how are you live before your children? How are you acting before your wife and your husband? Amen. Your in-laws and your outlaws. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm sorry. Them Jehovah Witnesses that bug you at your door. Huh? How are you acting toward everyone? And then it's also talking about whence and how you're speaking. What are you talking about? Huh? And then it's talking about the impossible things. Whence? Are there impossible things in your life and in your mind and heart that you can never get over? Oh, let me tell you something. Don't let one of those winces 
be the cause of you not entering in to that straight gate. We must be overcomers of all things. Every test, every trial, every situation. Oh, and let me tell you something. Sometimes we think we have things all under control and we don't. We don't. God, according to the Ten Commandments, has two main things He's really interested in. Your relationship first and foremost to Him. And then the second part of the Ten Commandments was your relationship toward mankind. Your neighbor, your family, all of those. Your enemies. Jesus addresses that. And so He says... From whence, I know you not whence you are. In other words, you're not part of us. You're not part of the Word of God. You're not part of, uh, not written in the Lamb's book of life. From whence are you? And then notice the response that they made. Lord, we have eaten and drunk in thy presence. Just because somebody is in the presence of God does not make them saved. Just because you feel the presence of God does not make you right with God. Hey, amen. Oh, there's been such a, a, a problem in our country about that that people think, oh, I felt something. I felt something. That must mean I'm right with God. No, that may be the convicting power of God trying to get you to come to an altar of prayer and get right with Him. And so... Here, he's saying, they begin to say, we've eaten and drunken in thy presence. Thou hast taught in our streets. We've sat under your classes. We've been there. Attendance and presence and a familiarity will not save you or me. It's going to take more. But he said, he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Amen. Of sin, secret and out there. Of bad thoughts. Uh, I'm not talking about temptation thoughts. Everyone's tempted. So the devil can shoot thoughts into your mind. But it's according if you catch that thought that gets shot in your mind and think about it and say, hmm, now that's interesting. Oh, I think I'll study that out a little bit. Oh, I think I'll follow that. That's what it's talking about right there. Amen. And uh, so it's important for what we are thinking. Listen to what he says here. This phraseology right here that he uses, uh, he uses in other places, and it's talking about being cast into hell and then eventually into that bottomless pit. It said, There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There are some folks that will be in so much pain, so much distress, that they'll be gnawing on themselves gnawing on their tongues. And to make it even worse, he said, and when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourself thrust out. Do we get excited about anything? Huh? Do you get excited about God? Yeah. Yeah. We need to be excited about the Lord. But there are some that just they're calm all the time. I don't want to be like that. I want to be excited for God. Yes. Amen. Said, and they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. You know who that's talking about? It's talking about us. Us! Those who were not originally the ones called, but those whom He's called. Amen? The, the call to the Gentiles. The call to whosoever will come. Amen? That's what that call is about. Amen? He is calling us to come unto Him. 
Oh, folks, I'm going to tell you something. Um, there are times you read the Old Testament and you think, oh, I'd like to be there when David was around. Oh, I'd like to be there to see Elijah or Elisha or some of them. Oh, I'd love to be in there during the, the Exodus when they came out. No, I'd rather live right now where we are at. We are promised more right now individually than all that they had in the past. Amen. Because before, before the cross and the resurrection and the upper room, the Lord only bestowed upon them the Holy Ghost whom He would. Whom He would. I want to tell you something now. I know at times people struggle about the Holy Ghost, but it's for everyone. It is the promise. It is not a suggestion. We need Him. It's not a matter that you don't know how He feels. I found even saved people that just say, not sometimes even sanctified, just say they feel the Spirit of God moving within them. And what it is, that's trying to grow and grow and grow into sanctification and into the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen? That baptism of the Holy Ghost comes from that well of Jesus within us. Amen? And it will flow. Amen. When you're dead. Not physically dead, but when you become dead to this world and alive unto Jesus. Amen. I love this. And behold, there are last which shall be first. And there are first which shall be last. Amen. God is a great God. Amen. You know what that's saying? That we will be blessed as much or maybe better than those that first heard the Gospels. Amen. This generation today, young people, y'all got something that they didn't have in the 1300s and the 1200s for our language. You have the Bible. Y'all got something that I didn't have when I was growing up. That I wish I had. I might have been a little more knowledgeable. I don't know. Maybe it makes it me dumber. But anyway. Uh, is the ability to go to a little handheld device or something and to look up what you're interested in yourself in the Bible. Amen. Without those confusing big books that have and Y'all ever notice about the concordances in the back of your Bible? They never have the verses you're looking for. Huh? But with the Bible on a handheld, you can find it and you can learn. Amen. Teresa be coming and getting us a song here. I'm talking about entering in at the straight gate. Talking about entering in before the door is locked. Right. Let me tell you something, folks. This is a, when we hear that about that door uh, being shut, Amen. it's in a uh, semblance and a reminder all the way back to Noah and his family. Because when God shut that door, there was not anyone else, anything else right. allowed on that ark. That's the way it's going to be with us, folks. When that door is shut, we have no more chances to make it right and to get right with God. And so, in Revelations 22 and 14, the Lord directs His angel to say, Blessed are they, Blessed are they. What is that? What is he telling them? Blessed are they. You know, so many times we like to get into simple cliches and we talk about worship. Worship is important. Naming the name of Jesus is important. All that. But here in the Scriptures, over and over and over again, we read, Blessed are they that do His commandments. 
I preached a while back on, what was that, deconstruction in America. Also that word, I never, that's why I don't even know why I'm looking it up. Yeah, antinomianism, which means without law. Folks, we're not going to be saved by doing the law. But I want to tell you this much. To not do the law is sin. The thing that's going to save us is to know Jesus personally. You say, Brother Jeff, I can't remember all those laws and all those do's and don'ts in the Scriptures, but if you know Him, He'll write His law upon your heart and you will do that which is of a second nature unto you. You'll know how to follow Him. And He said, Blessed are they that do His commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. <laughs> Adam and Eve couldn't eat of that tree. It was taken from them. But if we'll fall in love with Jesus and serve Him and love Him with all our hearts, we'll be able to do His commandments and we'll be able to eat of that tree of life and enter in through those wonderful gates. I want you to enter in, folks. Amen. You children right here. How many of you are... How many of you know what's right and what's wrong? Do you know when you're doing what, what's right and what's wrong? Huh? What about some of you back there? You don't, don't know? Huh? You know that's right what's wrong? It's a scary place. You know why? That means you're of the age of accountability. It means that if something terrible should happen and you should die and you go before God and He'll start talking to you. He'll start judging you by your actions and by your words and your deeds. Listen to me, youngins. This is important right now. Listen. You are at the age that the Lord could say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You could be cast out. You could be rejected from heaven because you have not given your heart and life to Jesus. But Brother Jeff, i got all my life ahead of me. I want to do this. And I want to do that. I want to be like the older adults. No. You're going to have to turn your back on all those dreams and dream upon heaven and upon Jesus. You want to make heaven your home? Sometimes it reminds me of my nursing home services. <laughs> Who out here wants to make heaven their home? That's the reason I think y'all made it here this morning. You're wanting to make heaven your home. Let's stand across, all across the house here this morning. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Stand up, children. We're, we're coming to the close. Stand up. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we try to preach your word. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for convicting me of my sins. I thank you, Lord, for showing me that mirror one time in my life when I was really seeking after you and you showed me how filthy and dirty I was. But I also thank you, Lord, that you washed me in your blood. You cleansed me. You changed my life. You wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray in our 
congregations today, these children, I pray, Lord, save them. Save them. Save their souls. Turn their hearts away from Satan, Lord. Save them and help them to live for you. And I pray for all the older ones too. Help us, Lord, to turn our face toward you, toward home, toward that narrow gate this morning. Is there anyone here this morning you feel your need to pray? Seek God. I ask the Lord to forgive you. And not only to forgive you, but to change you. And to make you more like Him. While they sing these verses, why don't you come? Everyone that would, you're welcome to come. Ladies, toward the piano side and then toward the men's side or where you're at. Let's seek after God. Come on.